0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is a Muslim experience. Wa as- My name is Farooq. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we we are joined here today with a brother from Auckland, New Zealand. Wow. This is like we we're, we're on the other side of the ocean, man. This this is amazing how technology can bring us together and um, we're joined here today by none other than Abdul Wahab, Dawood, is that right? Did I get that right, brother?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you're currently teaching uh, social studies at Alfredston College in South Auckland uh, at secondary level, mashallah. And um, obviously, you know, we'll we'll talk more about um, your life, inshallah. You know, hopefully you can share some of your story with us, etc. Um, so what I'm going to... Sure, you- of
1: course, inshallah.
0: I just need to mute something, otherwise it's going to interrupt us and just sort my speaker out. Let's do this. So yeah, tell us about yourself, brother.
1: Bismillah rahman Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa ala Rasulillah. My name is Abdullah Haddaud as you said. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> I am 27. I'm born and raised New Zealander. Awesome. Um... Uh, I grew up here in Auckland city. Okay. This is uh, the life that I've known my whole entire life. Uh, now New Zealand is a, you know, very mixed country. It's a new okay. country. Um, the result of, you know, British colonization. So there's, you know, a mixture of all different people here. Yeah. Uh, I come from a mixed background. I'm okay. partially Maori, which means indigenous, the indigenous people here partially. Wow. And then partially uh, Indian and partially mm-hmm. British. Wow! All three together. Okay.
0: Awesome. That's yeah. interesting. <laughs>
1: Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I, I mentioned it just for information, because yeah. uh, the people around the world won't necessarily know what uh, New Zealander is, or they'll be thinking white people. Right. So I just yeah. wanted to, uh, yeah, I just wanted to clarify. But Excellent. if someone in New Zealand was to ask me, you know, where I'm from, then I say New Zealand. Yeah. and you know same thing in america same thing all over the world someone will then go no but we're really we're really we're really?
0: really right but right.
1: That's, that's my answer anyway anyway so i i grew up here in this country my mother's from an anglo-indian background which okay. means that i grew up in the anglican church the okay. anglican church is the church of england i i believe a form of this exists in america maybe they call it the i don't know they call it episcopal Okay. Church or no. something. I don't know. And no. they don't call it Anglican, but there's basically the Anglican church in the United States in some form or another. Sure. Um so that was what I I mean, I didn't grow up going there. Okay. Like a, a lot of people are not fully religious. But mm. that was, you know, like the cultural background. If ever we went to visit my grandparents, then we would, you know, have to go to the church with them on Sunday. Right. But otherwise we didn't really grow up with it in my childhood. Yeah. My mother wasn't bringing us to church, but she brought us up talking about God and so on. We didn't even read the Bible or anything. Oh, Uh, the first thing I remember my mother telling me was that God is everywhere. When I was four, this isn't what Christians teach, but this is just what I was being told by my mother. She's like, God is everywhere. Um, and, uh, so that was my first impression. And I imagined that when I was looking at the trees, I was looking at this and that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, uh, uh, at a young age, my parents divorced, unfortunately. And that meant that I grew up with my mother, yeah. just, just me and her and my li- little brother were living alone. My mother didn't have, uh, you know, a job at that time. Right. She was going to be a homemaker. So she was rushing to get her teaching degree so that she could teach. Okay. And all the meantime, looking after two kids. So a few years in my childhood, we were living in, you know, some rough conditions, yeah. uh, you know, like poorly insulated, moldy houses. And, you know, my mother got sick and so on. Right. A little support. She tried to bring us to church at one point when we were living, yeah. we were living in Hamilton, which is not Auckland. We moved out of Auckland where I was born and we went to Hamilton, which is uh, some, uh, I don't know, 200 K South, hour and a half drive or so to the South. We're living there. She tried to bring us to church for some time, but of course the, the, the women there at the church were judging her because she, here was a woman with kids, but there was no father there. So they were judging her. What's the story, etc. So she stopped going. So yeah. me and my brother didn't end up going to church except when we visited our grandparents uh, until we were, in our teenage years, wow. uh, when but when I was eight years old, we moved back to Oakland City. There, my mother met someone else, a Dutch man.
0: Okay,
1: and um, we moved into his house. Alhamdulillah, safe, better um, things could be better. We could get more money, etc. And my mm-hmm. mother was teaching at this time. When I went to high school, when I was yeah. uh, thirteen, here we call it college, but uh, okay. I you know like Alphersden College. It's not a university; it's a high school but right. because the terminology is confusing and yeah. we grow up with American media, we call it high school, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's yeah. not in the bureaucracy. We just learned to call it that. So when yeah. I was going to high school, uh, we started church hunting as they call mm-hmm. it. Okay. And I was, yeah, I was uh, 13 or 14. We started going after trying out a couple, we started going to one in my local area, local ish mm-hmm. called uh, Pakuranga Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And it's um is Baptist like in a in a broad sense, but it's not like what you're used to when you think of um, you know, Southern Baptist, for example, in the United States. It's a bit different. Right. Overall, like church leadership is is the same as them. They elect the pastor through a board of elders. That's basically what a ba- Baptist church is. Oh
0: wow! Um,
1: but there wasn't speaking in tongues. We didn't do you know faith healing or anything. It was pretty traditional. You know, would, yeah. there was just a sermon based on the Bible, and we got up and we sang some songs, and that's it. It was traditional, they but ever, they had a rock like, band. Did they ever do this I, thing? I always thought that was
0: funny. I always wondered, like, did they ever do this thing um, in that church where they give they give you this some sort of a mint or a biscuit or something? I don't know what it was. They put it in the mouth. What, what's what Yeah, it's that? called a
1: wafer. Okay, a wafer. a wafer. It's some sort of a biscuit, though, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's bread. <laughs> okay. it's, like, it's like bread without yeast, but I don't know what they do to it. It's, like, really processed. Right. It's softer than it oh. looks, but it's like this piece of cardboard, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a bit of a moon
0: shape to it. I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to obviously say anything bad about
1: religions. We're not supposed to. But yeah, no, no. It was just, it's just yeah, uh, it very see, This is what uh, Catholics are doing this. Anglicans are doing this as well. At my right, church, they right. didn't do this. They just got like some sliced white bread, you know, like okay. you buy packaged white bread from the grocery and they just cut wow. it into small cubes and handed it to us. Wow, so okay, uh, ironically although it's r- as processed as it as it could be it felt more organic anyway and they didn't right. give us wine they gave us ribena
0: oh okay <laughs> well that's good to know at least because what is it like 13 14 <laughs> can't imagine you know someone having alcohol at that age unless it was cough syrup yeah. as well <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) again no disrespect but no no it's kind of funny you know so let me ask you uh, you let's go more into like your
0: home life um i'm really interested in what it was like at home uh, like with your mom and you know like obviously the new dad coming into place and stuff like that you know like what kind of food do you guys eat over there i'm really interested you know like we we have like mom's spaghetti we're into all that kind of stuff Uh, what's
1: what's the favorite dish over there? Uh, see like New Zealand as a young country is still developing its culture. Okay. Uh, Broadly speaking, broadly speaking, New Zealand is quite similar to the United States because the bulk of the population derives from Anglo-Saxon heritage, basically. So a lot of the aspects of culture are very similar, but even so, you know, America has been, um, you know, what it is for hundreds of years now, New Zealand, was bas- basically with the British Crown yeah. signed the Treaty or Waitangi in for eighteen forty or the or eighteen forty I think, and um, since then m- many New Zealanders you ask them when did your family come and they said like 19, 10, 1920. so wow. it's a very young country. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have these kind of ideas like what is favorite dish. I mean, all new uh, very popular <laughs> New Zealand is fish and chips, like okay. England in that respect. Oh, fish and chips, uh, yeah. Look, I'm a Brit, yeah, you know,
0: and, and I love fish and chips. That, that's my dish. I'm just letting you know, right? <laughs> that, that's, Apparently, it's not as good as the English there.
1: one.
0: Right? Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm in America now, and chips is like, listen, it's a completely different thing. I, You know, they confuse me. You know, chips over here is like, something you get in a bag we were just talking about it today and even like it's it's very bizarre you know so yeah and they have this weird thing here as well in some places when you go to these restaurants uh they give you a it's, it's like a weird kind of dish and it's got the fish and chips in it and as part of that you know like when it's someone's birthday they do this weird kind of fandango i, I don't know what it is man it's, it's very bizarre so I, I don't know what kind of th- <laughs>
1: things they do over there but yeah it's just want
0: sh- share that with you <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah yeah i mean like the the kind of things you know in the u.s are all over here you know like burgers right. are popular mcdonald's at burger king etc oh, yeah yeah uh, oh, all is cool. here you know f- fish and chips like in the uk is here uh burgers are here you know pizza is here so. um uh, uh, New Zealand prefers the thick crust pizza, but you know, okay.
0: <laughs> other than that,
1: it's basically the same. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite dish? What's your favorite
1: fast food or whatever?
0: Uh,
1: my favorite fast food? Uh, well, like, see, I'm, I don't go for the, ma- you know, like for the normal stuff. Like there's okay. a, like, I don't go for franchisey stuff. There's like one oh, right. shop, like, uh, ha- like South Indian food.
0: And that about Telangana
1: style food, and yeah. uh, they make they make a g- pretty good biryani, good as far as you know, oh. you like what you'll get in New Zealand public. Yeah. Better is always if you make it at home, but still of I course. enjoy eating it. I love. And they make double food, kamita, man. which is a type of uh, <laughs> uh, double kamita. They make uh, gajar ka halwa, you know, like oh I love carrot, it. Oh man, I love like it. Carrot carrot,
0: sweet carrot. What about gulab oh, yeah. jamun and jalebi? You into that stuff? I'm sure you have man. man. Of course, man. Of course. Oh, man. You're making me hungry, man, all this talk. And so, biryani is like the main thing for desis, like me. I love my curries yes. as well, you know. Correct. Anyway, enough about food, man. We're here to talk about yeah. you. <laughs> i know yeah. completely off subject, you know. It's like a spot kind of person, you know. So, anyway, I wanted to ask you um, a random question. What would you tell your younger self if you knew what you know now? Random. Hit me
1: with it. Uh, I I would tell my younger self to go to university straight out of high school because I, like at the end of high school, I wanted to become a minister in the church. Right. I I had become a Muslim halfway through my last year of high school, 2012, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to become a minister in the church. That was like uh, the extent of my knowledge, you know? Awesome. So I went to the like seminary to have an interview because you have to get an interview before you go in. And they told me, so your experience of life has been just education. Yeah. Take a year off, work, get some experience of life, get a, a yeah. bit more wisdom and a wider perspective and come back. And sure. so that's what I did. And uh, while I was doing that along the way, then I started going to a uh, local masjid and I told the brothers what I was going to do. And they're like, very politely, mashallah, they told me, uh, you know, it's best to be in a good environment. So they didn't dart me or give me, you know, scolding or something. They just told me, try something else, you know? If I I was back there, I would tell myself, go to university straight away and, um, you know, study something that you can like really benefit the people with. Awesome. And
0: I also wanted to ask you as well, like obviously with the life experiences you've had, can you give us an example of something um, that you failed at, but you tried it again or attempted it and it worked. So, you know, cause our podcast is all about motivation, mindset, you know, that kind of thing. We're trying to give people that inspiration and it's always good to hear those kind of stories. So can you give a, give us an example of something like that?
1: I guess um, I can talk about my, my experience with training to teach. Okay. Uh, after I finished my, my degree, I did a bachelor of arts and I got like a pretty broad education in uh, different languages, linguistics, history, social sciences, uh, identity, politics, all kinds of things I was learning about. Right. And then afterwards I trained to become a teacher. One year I got a postgraduate diploma. Um, and so in that, in that diploma, they gave us practicum placements at different schools, different high schools throughout the city. And right. so a couple of these schools I went to were like pretty mediocre. They weren't too good, but nothing really bad. But then the okay. last one I went to was pretty bad because they were, um, like a very toxic work environment, this kind of thing. Oh, right, right. Surveillance culture, uh, very passive aggressive, you know, you, you get no breaks, you get no wrist, etc. Um, I mean you emotionally get no breaks taking, you know, working hard is a good thing, but they don't give you humanity anyway. So after I finished <laughs> that, I was like, I don't want to do teaching anymore. Yeah. Uh, my so I was like, I want to teach, but I don't want to do the you know like mainstream government-funded schools. I want True. something where the education system is different. So I'm like, I'll just teach English to you know people who need to from overseas, like Saudis who need to get into the university. They have to take a course in English first. Sure. Uh, I'll teach there. You know, that'll be easier for me. My mother said, like, practice at least you know apply to high school. So you can practice getting the interview. And it just so happened that one school that I was applying at was Alphaston college, this one. And okay. I was like one interview, I secretly turned down. I got right. an interview, but I'm yeah. like, the sound of the school just kind of made me panic based on my experiences. So I, I shut it down and I told my mom, no, they just didn't get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but then this, the, I got a phone call directly from the president from the okay. principal of this school, Alferston college. Yeah. And um, he had a he had a very nice, very calming voice, okay. and I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. Uh, the interview wasn't a traditional interview. He gave me a tour of the school and just kind of told me about how things were. He introduced me to the people around here. It's a totally yeah. different kind of environment,
0: uh, a yeah.
1: very kind of uh, uh, community based environment, and so then yeah. that gave me the the feeling that I needed, I decided that I would work here and Alhamdulillah, I would never take it back. Now I think like this is the best job I could have.
0: That's awesome. So I want like within your work environment or even just like your environment as a whole, what was the transition like from when you became a Muslim? So obviously certain things change about you, not straight away, I would say on the outward appearance, but just in general as a person, Uh, you know, didn't see any, hopefully, you know, no kind of Sachis or anything like that running around. But like, what was it like for you in that environment? Like, how were people with you uh, when you were transitioning that life into Islam?
1: Well, see, uh, like friends were not so much of an issue for me. Normally people say, you know, they lose their friends and so on. Because I had, uh, you know, through high school drama and so on, I started to run out of friends anyway. (laughs) Not yeah. like, not from, not from my side necessarily, okay. but uh, you know, like, uh, you know, just friendships kind of got dry and got fractured and people stopped talking right. and so on. Some friends yeah. left early, you know, this and that, etc. So I didn't have any friends to really uh, lose in the process. So it was all oh. about my family basically. Okay. So I was just like living at home. My mother was very, very happy to see me uh, have like a revival of faith. Uh, and to, you know, like praying and and so on and talking about God all the time. She was digging it. Yeah. But then, you know, I like it started to like, uh, I think for her, there was a point past which she hoped I wasn't going to go. Like I was just going to kind of be like a, 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 like a better Christian in a way. Right. But uh, you know, then I started to have like, you know, I was learning different teachings. I was speaking in a different way. You know, I was hanging out with different people uh, that she wasn't used to. Uh, started wearing different clothing, etc. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, things like this. And uh, changing my career plans and so on.
0: Right. So but that was, that like was a difficult. Gradual there was process, some, right?
1: some time. It's gradual. Yeah. But yeah. I was also on a gap year at that time.
0: You oh, know, okay, I was right, like, right. because
1: I was going to wait a year to go to the seminary. Then when mm-hmm. I decided not to go to the seminary, I was thinking like, I'll do the Muslim equivalent. You know, I'll go to the Islamic University of Medina. And oh. so you're like, it's a, a lot less bureaucratic. So yeah. you have to wait simply because you have no real idea when the thing starts in the first place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so in the meantime, I was so waiting I, and my mom's yeah. like, oh, so what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm applying to university. And she's like, what's going to happen? Like, what's the progress like? I'm like, well, it's not a really bureaucratic system, so I can't give you an answer. It's just like, (laughs) I need to see something happening. So there's tension, you know? There's tension at home because of this. Of course, of course.
0: Alhamdulillah, yeah, I mean, that's very interesting. So again, I I don't want to take too much of your time. I think we've kind of almost hit 30 minutes. Is there anything else you want to finish off on? Let's say, okay, what are your kind of goals from now up in, let's say, within the next five years? Let's finish on that. What's your what's your goals? You're obviously with the teaching goals stuff.
1: in the next five years. I mean, um, I would love to stay here at the school and develop it, My teaching practice, uh, awesome. you know, for the time being like, I have no plans to go anywhere else, but inshallah, I intend to get married. Inshallah. Um, like I'm going to get married inshallah, to a woman from Hyderabad, her nice, family is living overseas. They were nice. living in KSA, but they had to leave and go back to India. So, inshallah, when the borders open here, then they'll be able to come.
0: Awesome. So, I mean, so did you choose Hyderabad yeah, because my of God. the food? Because that food is good, man.
1: <laughs> man, that, I'm that gonna food eat. is really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you, like you are what you eat, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Like, you know, like they say that one of the ways to get to a man's heart is through food, right? You know. <laughs> <It's> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> Listen, man, it's been fantastic talking to you today. Honestly, you, you've been, a like they say, an old sport. You know, thank you so much for your time. Allah. It's very valuable. And, you know, you provided some great insight from someone who lives in it, like literally, you know, on the other side of the world. I thank you for your time. Yeah. You know, we'd love to have you back. Please. You know, they say this say it. You know, we'd love to have you back, inshallah. Yeah. It'd be so good to yeah, have you. I'd love you. to come back. Awesome. And, uh, you know, keep building up on your TikTok audience, you know, we'll support you as well. <laughs> Thank you
1: for having me. Take care, bro. Salaam as- alaikum. Yeah, you too.